The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hope all is well. It's me, Nookie Bishop Jr., host of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. As always, joined by T. Petty and Idris Elbow. T. Petty, happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. I can't be with my baby today, can't be with my mom today, but I'm getting lots of love anyway, so thank you. All right, Idris, happy Mother's Day to Mrs. Elbow. Hope all is well. Yes, thank you, uh, Nikki. Like, uh, I want to say happy Mother's Day to um, Mrs. Idris Elbow and um, T. Patty. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, I was sitting um, with my five-year-old um, doing virtual school, and he was talking to his teacher, and he tried to get up out the seat. And the teacher looked at him and was like, is he tied to the chair? And I was like, yes, ma'am, he's tied to the chair. And you better not call nobody. So I don't know how mothers do it. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thanks. Mm. We're miracle workers. That's how we do it. I hear that. For your kids, teachers, stitches, get stitches. So we're just going to go ahead and leave it at that, and uh, everything will be well. So a little bit of breaking news overnight. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's heading up the response team to the COVID-19 pandemic, has been placed in semi-quarantine as members of the Cheeto 45 White House have tested positive for coronavirus. Trump's personal valet, positive for coronavirus. Vice President Mike Pence, his press secretary, positive for coronavirus. 11 members of the Secret Service have come down, yes, you've guessed it, tested positive for coronavirus. T. Petty, Dr. Fauci is the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this entire pandemic. Your thoughts? Protect Dr. Fauci at all costs, but really I'm just surprised it hasn't happened sooner. He's been hanging around those idiots for months at this point they refuse to wear masks i know they don't wash their hands on a regular basis so he's the only one that well i can't say that because the valet didn't have a choice so the valet dr fauci i feel bad for i want to talk about mike pence's press secretary do y'all know who she's married to no i'm gonna just say that her catching a rona is the second worst thing because she's married to stephen miller so fuck her what? I didn't yeah. know that. Yes, I hope he got it too. He already looked like he on death's door. That boy is like 35 and he looks like he's on his way to being 70. Oh, that's the guy with the leathery skin and the bad dandruff and he just looks like um like a caveman come to life? No, that's Steve Bannon. It's so many of them. This oh. is the little young dude with the receding hairline who has a lisp and a small dick. And he's the one that's like authored all the anti-immigration bills and stuff. You know when you see him, he's out here aging like sour cream. Stephen okay. Miller. Goodness so, gracious, I can't keep up. I can't keep I mean, up. Basically, fuck them except for Dr. Fauci and the ballet. Oh, right. and the Secret Service people too. Yes, yes. Adrice, um, everybody in the Trump got COVID. What's up with that? You know, I'm not one for, you know, conspiracy theories, but like, you know, one that's cooking in my head is like, I think Trump gave it to all of them. Yeah. Everybody who was on a Corona task force, 
I think Trump like got them secretly infected with the coronavirus just to break break them up. Because he, he don't like that Corona Task Force right now. He's like, we need to open up the country. We need to stop all this science stuff and get the economy <laughs> back rolling. And what better way to do that than to get rid of the, the Corona Task Force? So I think that might have been like Trump's doing. He has science stuff. Two points. Um, one, I think that Dr. Fauci was getting more shine, and you know Cheeto 45 is jealous. I think that's part of it. The other thing is that lady with the scarf that be at the press conferences, I don't know her name. Dr. Burke. Dr. Burke. I don't really trust her. I don't know. I, I, she gives me bad vibes. That's, that's just what I think. So we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, Dr. Fauci is semi-quarantined. Hopefully he's good. There's a couple other members of the task force as well that's in semi-quarantine. But we're going to see what's going to happen. The other thing really quickly is that people's having COVID parties where someone has come up COVID positive, and then they invite some people over, and then they share it like it's chicken pox. Mm -hmm. um, you can <laughs> die from chicken pox, but you can die from COVID. T. Petty, your thought on these COVID-19 parties? It sounds like a case of the trash taking itself out, so party on. Mm -hmm. Adrice? Uh, the kids get the chicken pox, but people having these COVID parties. Man, what they try to do is they, they threw out this term herd immunity, where it's like basically enough people get the COVID that you can just kind of go on about your day. And so I think like this is another example of people starting to think, okay, we may just have to infect a whole lot of people here and watch them die and watch some of them die in order to get the economy going again and get life back to the way it was. So, you know, it sounds like it's a one-off kind of thing, but I think this is something people have been thinking about for a minute now, especially as you think about is more black and brown people dying because of COVID, because of various reasons, and they're looking to start the economy back. This is just another example of it. I hear that. All right, let's go into rapid fire style for the rest of these subjects. Um, the Trump administration cut off funding to uh, some researchers uh, through the National Institutes of Health, uh, about $370,000. These researchers went over to Wuhan, China, and they were to study bat poop, saliva, and blood to sort of uh, zero in on bat to human transmission of viruses from bats to humans. Now, funding has been cut off. They were centered in China. T. Petty. Yes. They cut off the funding. Is this a case of bitch better have my money? In other words, you cut off my little $370,000. Now I got your ass. It's a case, yet another case of these people not liking science or facts. Like, why would you want to cut off any source of relevant information? But, I mean, don't ask why when it comes to these motherfuckers. Just know that whatever the worst possible choice is they will make in any given situation, that's what they're going to do. Adrice, $370,000 to study that to human infections during the time of the Rona. Administration cut the funding off. Your thoughts? At $370,000, I, I can do that study. Nikki and T. Patty, if you give me $370,000, I'll take some humans, I'll put them in the same room with the bats, They'll fly around. We'll see what happens. When they come out, I'll take some notes and give you my check. Like, who would spend the $370,000 to figure that out? So that makes no sense to me. That's not how science works, sir. 
I would do it. Three hundred and seventy thousand dollars for that is a drop in the bucket. We blow three hundred seventy thousand dollars on bullshit like, oh, I don't know, the goddamn wall. <laughs> Toilet hey, hey, they only gave out twelve hundred dollar checks, but they giving out three hundred seventy thousand dollars to study like bat the human transmission. Unbelievable! So you're coming out as anti science. Is that what I'm here? No, I, I appreciate the science. I think I should just do it. Okay, so you or like are you get other people to do it. Like there's there's like you know how like you know how like white people do citizens arrest. Like why would we do like citizen scientists? Okay, so you're against science. We can move on. <laughs> All right, Adrice Elbow Batman. All right, so you know when the pandemic first started out and the Chinese doctors came out in China and spoke against China's response to the pandemic? Now in Russia this week, three doctors, and I'm using my air quotes, fell out of windows after mm. they criticized Russia about their response to the pandemic. Adrice, have you ever known three people to fall out of the window in one week? Yes, but only if they've been pushed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's what happened in Russia. They was like talking too much, and the Russian government felt like they didn't need to talk no more. Mm -hmm. T. Petty, these mysterious uh, window fallings out. Your thoughts? Um, Sounds like something that Cheeto45 wishes he could do. Mm -hmm. You don't like what people are saying, so just kill him. Wow. Chief Petty, okay. do not give him any ideas, please. He already got the idea. He just can't pull it off. Don't be fooled. Listen, you find them at the window, and you just <laughs> gently tip them. They'll fall. <laughs> you let gravity do the rest, and then no one's the wiser. It's it's just an accident. It's it's fine. The White House windows shouldn't be open, but I'll blame it on gravity. Gravity does the rest. Um, I digress. Okay, so you know who's out here trying to get paid during the pandemic? Nursing homes. They said nursing homes can get four times as much money for a COVID-19 patient for like their physical therapy and physical rehabilitation as they can for a Medicare paying nursing home patient. So the deal is, walk, let me walk y'all through this. Nursing homes aren't the cleanest places in the world. They smell like piss and shit if you come through the door about 99% of the nursing homes. They're going to start to shove out, I think, and envision them shoving out patients and putting them in the lowest tier nursing homes while bringing in these COVID patients. But you, as a patient, just recovered from COVID, and you're going into a nursing home that hasn't been deep cleaned. It's a prescription and a nightmare to just be reinfected by something new, especially with your immune system being down. And it's absolutely batshit crazy. 25,000 people have died in nursing homes as a result of COVID-19. Uh, T. Petty, go. So the way I was looking at that is these are patients that they already have. They end up catching the Rona. And then the nursing homes get, you know, the additional assistance that they need because they need, you know, respiratory texts and all that other good shit. Not that they would be kicking out a group of patients in group A, the non-COVIDs, to bring in the sick people from group B. I don't even, that wouldn't work. You can't do that. Well, I mean, you could in this day and age, but you I guess what? maybe I had a different interpretation than you did. Yeah, I mean, what they've done so far in terms of not giving PPE or deep cleansing or deep cleaning to the nursing home facilities as they exist now hasn't worked. And here it is, yeah, you're in a for-profit business and trying to bring in new patients that 
you can subject them to the same ills that exist inside a nursing home when you're trying to do a COVID-19 uh, therapy and rehabilitation. Uh, Idris, nursing homes now offering and um, be bringing in COVID-19 patients. This is my interpretation of that. And it's pretty sad, but you know what happened? All those older people in the nursing home, the nursing home done killed them during this pandemic, during the Rona outbreak. So they ain't nothing but pure profit and capitalism. They done killed off the first batch. So they looking for some more revenue. And so they're going to bring in this second batch that you guys talked about. And they're probably going to do the same thing to them. So like that's, it, it's sad, but I think that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, right. I think that this, again, underlines the people that are valued in this society and those that are not. So people that work in nursing homes, long-term care facilities, we know they ain't making no money. They're making like minimum wage, maybe a little bit above that. So that's one group that America don't give a shit about. And the second group is old people. America don't care about old people. So who cares if both of those groups are expendable and you can make a little money while they're on their way out. T. Petty said it, not me. Mm, facts <laughs> and more facts. We got one more hard news uh, little item, and then we'll uh, take a break and come back on the other side. So another thing that epidemiologists are discovering is that opioid deaths are up during the pandemic. Let me walk you through this. Social distancing, generally speaking, drugs are enjoyed socially, whether it be you know, heroin or pills or marijuana, alcohol, et cetera, right? Enjoyed socially, two or more people. But now with social distancing, people are keeping their distance and a lot of folks are um, in a pandemic resorting to drugs or even more drugs, especially with opioids. We know how deadly they can be. They overdose, they don't have a friend or a loved one or someone to check on them as regularly as they did or not socializing with friends and no one is there to call um, first responders to give them Narcan or whatever, and they're seeing an uptick in deaths as far as opioids are concerned. Um, just your quick thoughts on that, Dedrice. All right. Now think about this. So when the pandemic hit, people went out and started hoarding bread, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. If you're addicted to a drug such as heroin or, or opioids, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go stock up on that stuff, just like everybody else stocking up on stuff. So what happened is they went out and they brought all that stuff. And then when you're sitting around, you ain't got nothing to do. Like, I'm, like right now, I, I stocked up. I'm hoarding bourbon right now. I went from buying the small bottles to, like, the big bottles. And now I even feel like I ain't got enough in the house. So if you, like, addicted to a substance, that's what you're going to do. And that's what you're seeing happening right there. It's like people are just overdosing and there's nobody else around to kind of give them the like anti-overdose drug. So that's what's happening. Hmm. T. Petty, a pandemic and an epidemic. It's like a poison chalupa. What do you think? Okay. Um, I think it's just a natural, just another consequence of the Rona, right? So people do drugs to mask a variety of pain, whatever. So the social isolation is not helping with that. People are more depressed. They're under stress. They have anxiety. So what you want to do? Get high. Escape. And then it's a snowball effect. So like you said, people are not around to call 911 to get you the Narcan. So they're overdosing. I think we see a spike in this just like we see a spike in 
um, domestic abuse and all that kind of stuff. It comes from people having to stay at home and whatever their issues are, are even more magnified because there are no other outlets right now. It's fucked up. Yeah, I guess the main thing, the main message is to check on your people, text them, call them, you know, if you can maintain social distancing, you know, stop by, at least give a drive by and, uh, you know, just, just check on your people in general and, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get through this. All right, enough of the hard news. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to follow the money during the pandemic and just talk to you about what's happening as far as finances is concerned. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We're available on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. And as always, you can email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Honestly, I don't know who the fuck to trust. This is my friend or my fault. I must have exit control. Yeah, she give me that claim as well. I remember back when I was younger, I was happy. Now they feel like no one understand me. I'm good at all this silly, I'm about to ban me. Baby's yellow text. She wanna hit me like candy. Run up the racks, track me. I'll run up the racks like an athlete. Big facts, you're the dick. Six legs, bond like. Welcome back. You're inside the Digital Gumbo Podcast, joined as always by T. Petty and Idris Elbow. We're going to follow the money during the pandemic. You know who's out here begging for money? Well, I won't say begging for money, but he's looking for money. Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, has not been able to uh, draw live gates since the pandemic. WWE was given the okay to be an essential business in the state of Florida, where they've been taping matches without fans. They weren't able to put on WrestleMania uh, this past spring, and now Vince McMahon has lost half a billion dollars with the XFL. He is looking to sell World Wrestling Entertainment to either Fox or ESPN. Now, Adris, we grew up on wrestling, and they're talking about selling the WWE. What's up with that? Man, it is a house of cards, and that's what you pretty much laid out right there. It's like, because of this pandemic, and you're not having the revenue kind of coming in, then everything is just kind of falling apart. And everybody knows that, that wrestling is fake and it's a sham. It's entertainment. We like doing it. You know, we kind of gave um, Vince McMahon a pass on all his craziness and business dealings and, and all that. You knew it was crazy, just as crazy as the matches. But now it's coming back to bite him. And you, the thing that's really bad is that you have a president that's in his corner. That's trying to save that business, you know, because he probably has a huge stake in it. And so, like, that's the crazy part is that you have the president of the United States trying to prop up um, the wrestling federation. That's ridiculous. Mm. T. Petty, wrestling, uh, Vince McMahon trying to sell WWE. Your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Whatever kind of corn scheme he's trying to get off, he will succeed because that person that the others elected is in the White House and he likes him for whatever reason. So whatever scam he's trying to pull, he's going to get away with it and it's going to end up costing taxpayers money some kind of way. I just know it. And it's bullshit and I'm over it. You know, maybe he'll be able to sell. I mean, he might be able to get a couple billion out of it. You know, they sold um, UFC uh, a, a couple years ago for about $4 billion, if I have my figures correct. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out and then to see what the quality of uh, wrestling and, and matches will be going forward. Um, hey, I'm, I'm calling this now. We're going we're gonna to look up in about four years and we're going to find out the WWE 
was like money laundering for like the Trump organization. It's going to oh. all fit in together. We're going to all see the light in about four years and probably ain't nobody going to go to jail. 2024 money laundering by the WWE. All right, you're calling it, man. I hear you, 2024. Um, they did a, a survey on uh, sports and the absence of sports uh, in North America right now because of the pandemic. They say that $12 billion, what they beat, $12 billion in revenue, taxes, player salaries, uh, the beer man, et cetera, $12 billion is gone. Um, some other figures that's coming out from the pandemic, California could be in a $54 billion, with a B, $54 billion deficit uh, within about a year, year and a half, sometime in 2021. And also, New York State uh, has calculated that they are down about a quarter of a trillion, with a T, trillion dollars, down $250 billion in revenue, payroll taxes, property taxes, et cetera, et cetera. T. Petty, how can they be talking about giving out extra stimulus checks and all this money is missing from the economy? Just the same way they come up with money to pay for their bullshit, like their uh, tax cut for millionaires and billionaires. So, I mean, what can you do? Those are the two biggest states. So, of course, their numbers are going to come out first. And also, they've been some of the most forthcoming about data and information. Uh, but every state is going to be in the same exact boat. Every one of them. Nobody is making money right now, for real. Like, especially t states that are heavily dependent upon tourism and travel, they're fucked. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but every state in this country is going to be in the same boat. Every single one. Adrice, these states out here ain't making no money, but they talking about they trying to give out extra stimulus checks. How? Yeah, like T. Petty said, it's not just the states, but if you can go down like to a smaller level, like the c cities, like the city I live in, like the, the city say like we got a $70 million budget shortfall. So, you know, you multiply that times multiple cities, multiple municipalities, and you get the whole state that's just like in the hole. But it's almost like a catch-22. It's like you need to be able to kind of get money into people's hands so they can get the economy rolling again so you can take in more taxes so you can kind of cover those budget shortfalls. So it's, it's like if, if you don't give out the money, then it just kind of gets worse because people aren't going to be able to jumpstart the economy. So it's, it's a real catch-22, and I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but everybody's going to be hurting. I think that they're going to start to have more casinos open within the next four years to make up for this revenue. I think every state in the union, except Alabama, where you can have slavery and cotton picking, but you can't legalize weed. I think those 49 states will legalize weed and try and get you know the revenue off of that. California might have a mass legalization of weed to try and generate income. And dare I say, there'll be more um, film industries localities that'll open up uh, to film and stuff and see what happens. Did y'all hear that Tom Cruise is out here trying to film scenes for his new movie in outer space with the astronauts? That's crazy as hell. T. Petty, did you hear that? I am not surprised. Uh, he is crazy as hell. We all know that he's crazy as hell. So what do you expect? He's a fucking Scientologist. Mm. Idris, Tom Cruise is going into space with NASA astronauts to film scenes for his new movie. Man, I tell you, I, I did hear this, Nikki. When I, when I thought about it, I said, like, you going in outer space to start filming movies. And whenever white people start going in outer space, I get real nervous because I start thinking, like, do they know something 
that's wrong with the earth that we don't know. And they, they, they like planning, trying to get out early because they don't mess stuff up. So like when he starts like making movies in outer space like that, I, I, I get worried. I get worried for everything. He's probably trying to go up there to look for Zod or whoever the hell it is they think is orbiting the Earth in spaceships. T-Petty, it might just be a cover. You're right. That just might be a reason to go up into space and we're, like, we're going to send Tom Cruise and say he's making some movies. Which he ain't made no good movies in a long time. Like, I ain't spent no money on no Tom Cruise movies. That's a cover, T-Petty. They doing something else up there in space. They probably putting a satellite or, or whatever else up there. That's a cover. <laughs> Look, this is how I figure about it, right? That's a high-risk move now. You could just wait and green screen whatever that shit is that you're trying to take. Uh, once the studio opened back up, you could even build you a new studio with some new technology, with like anti-pandemic you know, technology in there. But if your ass go up into space and some shit go wrong and the rocket ship blow up, Ain't no coming back from that. That's just my man. She said it. You right. Who who bank rolling Tom Cruise to go to space? It ain't no studio bank rolling that. Is this science? That, that is that is Scientologist bank rolling that one. And then that is, that that sound fishy to me. <laughs> he ain't got no box office appeal like that to be making no movie in space. It's either that or they figuring out the next place to gentrify. Mm-hmm. One or the other or both. They can have it. I, I, I'm good right here on Earth. I'll just deal and survive. I'll make my own movies right here in the basement. Shit, I bet you I get me. It might not go to the theater, but it might go straight to Redbox. But you'll see Nookie Damas. That's going to be my movie. But we'll see what's up. Uh, one of these states out here that's trying to get money is Georgia. Uh, Georgia teens will no longer need to pass a formal driving test to get a driver's license due to the pandemic. They will only need a parental approval. T. Petty, a parental permission slip for a license to operate an automobile? What the fuck? I mean, it's Georgia. What do you expect? Full of foolishness and fuckery. So, people, y'all better be glad y'all are on at least semi-lockdown. Stay at home because these damn uh, unlicensed and unregulated drivers are about to hit the road fucking everything up. Adrice, you are 85 with the fam driving with a teenage driver that just got licensed yesterday. All right, so this one, like, okay, it concerns me, but then not. Like, you know, I grew up in the South, and in the South, you driving before you actually get a license, really. So, like, I kind of understand that with Georgia a little bit. It's like, and to be honest with you, come on now. Like, the, the driving test, like, you, you read the basic kind of rules of the road, which everybody should do. And then you kind of get behind the wheel for like, you know, a 30 minute test where somebody just check to make sure you know, know kind of what you're doing. So that's not how we do driver's ed in the civilized state, like where I'm from. You actually have to take a class and learn some shit before you just get let loose on the road. But his explanation actually makes everything make a lot more sense. That's why can't nobody drive. Absolutely, positively crazy. But. Georgia, that was one of the states that was hot to try to reopen the mall and reopen restaurants and stuff. So, like you said, T. Petty, it's powerful, the course. So, we're going to uh, see, uh, shit, all state, uh, progressive flow, uh, Geico. <laughs> they, we are no longer insuring teen drivers in Georgia until after the pandemic. That's my uh, prediction right there. All right, stay tuned. We're going to get into some more uh, fun subjects uh, right after the break. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Remember, you can find us 
anywhere that you download podcasts. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. When you subscribe, you get the latest episode the moment it drops. We might even hit you with a little promo during the week, so you want to make sure you get that. Rate us five stars and then write a review. Helps us climb up the uh, improv charts there on Apple Podcasts. And again, we're available wherever you find podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Don't you ever come up out the cracks and try to tell me how to get it popping, really? Way too motherfucking educated to be spending any time just talking with me. Many people waiting on me in the lobby, trying to board a bus and get it in. Hundred thousand dollar conversation with investors telling me they want it in. Now some women from a runaway. All right, we back, y'all. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T. Petty, you ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. All right, Idris Elbow, you ready? Yep, I'm ready for this draft. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, scientists are out here studying llamas and alpacas. Why? They're saying that llamas and alpacas have proteins that may be able to fight the spike protein that pierces the lung and causes coronavirus. T. Petty, llamas and alpacas, previously only known about spitting on people, they're (laughs) nasty little animals, but now some llama spit might save your life. What you think? I mean, they can go ahead and check it out, but it's going to be years before you have anything definitive. But somebody will go ahead and sign up for that experiment, and I will watch the results with much interest. But I don't know that I will be volunteering to get injected with some llama spit. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Idris, you was raised in the South. Lots (laughs) of animals on the land and in the farms and stuff. Alpacas might save our lives. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I tell you what, if the president say that on national TV, you can have people eating llama meat. They're going to be chasing down, hunting llamas, making llama steaks, llama burgers, everything else. Llamas, alpacas, whatever you call them, they're going to be eating them. All right, our favorite animals, murder hornets. We found out a couple things since the last podcast. One, praying manti. uh, T. Petty, is that the plural of mantis? Manti? I mean, sure. Okay. Praying manti or mantises is, as your people would say, <laughs> eat murder hornets, these Asian hornets that come over and kill honeybees. The other thing that we have found out is that certain honeybees, Japanese honeybees, flutter their wings and essentially increase the CO2, hotball, and kill the murder hornets. So there is some. Uh, built-in defense as far as the murder hornets are concerned. Idris, murder hornets, we was concerned, but a couple things might work in our favor. How do you feel about that? All right, so I saw a murder hornet, a video of a murder hornet killing a rat. Like it was wrestling the rat, stung the rat, the rat, you know, was flailing everywhere, and the murder hornet flew off, and the rat was dead. So... It's going to be hard to defend against something like that. The other thing is, like you said, they um, like the bees, the Japanese bees can do the heat balling where they kind of, you know, flap their wings all together, increase CO2 and the heat, and it kills a murder hornet. Mm-hmm. But that's like you got to use the whole hive to do that, the entire hive. Mm. All right. Well, anything's worth a try, T. Petty. We might have some defenses against the murder hornets. I mean, 
just like we found out on Lion King, everything is a circle of life. So I also saw the murder hornet murdering the rat, but I did see a video of the honeybees fucking a murder hornet up. And it didn't take the whole hive. It only took like 20 or 30 of them, and they incinerated that ass in like a minute or less. So they have their own natural built-in defenses. These American punk-ass honeybees better go talk to some Japanese and find out what's up (laughs) so they can survive. (laughs) All right, listen, y'all. Y'all know I had some extra time during the pandemic, right? So I reached out to the Entomology Society of America. Are you lying? I'm dead serious. They are. Say that word again. What's in, in, what's that word? Entomology. 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 What's it? Yes. The bug study of bugs. Yes, bug oh. insect experts. I got in contact with them, and they sent me an audio file, a wave file. Oh my god. Of what <laughs> a murder hornet sounds like. They said. Wait, wait. This is a murder murder hornet in their natural habitat. They sent you an audio file of what it sounds like. Yes, sir. They okay, I got to hear this. They sent I me a wave file of the murder hornet. They said, Nookie, play this for your listeners so that when they hear this sound, they can run back into the house or get in their car and roll up their windows tight. When y'all hear this sound, don't fuck around. Murder Hornets is in your neighborhood. Uh, producer E, get ready. I'm going to play this right now. This is the actual playing of the murder hornet sound from the entomological Society of America. Hold on, let me play the file right here. <laughs> Y'all don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> Holla, it's murder. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even open that file and listen to that. That's crazy. Oh my God. Did y'all hear that murder hornet? You know what? I'm not going to be Use a fool. Hold on, let, a fool. Me, let me play. Okay, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Just in case y'all didn't hear that, we have an actual sound file of what a murder hornet sounds like. When you hear this sound in your neighborhood, run your ass back in the house, close the garage, get back in your car, roll up the windows tight. When you hear this murder hornet, this is what they sound like. Run your ass. Bzzz. Holla, it's murder. <laughs> they, they're going to ban us from all platforms. They ain't going to never be able to do this show no more. Science is absolutely fascinating. So remember where you heard it first, oh. Digital Gumbo Podcast, the only podcast that spares no expense in bringing you the sounds of science, including murder hornets. Uh, some other quick items. Wendy's, where's the beef? They say one out of five Wendy's restaurants is running out of beef. Adris, your thoughts? Man, ain't nobody going to no Wendy's no more. They've they been out the game since that lady was like, where's the beef? That's the last time they competed in the fast food that is not true. <laughs> market share. How dare you? <laughs> See, Patty, Wendy's is running out of fresh beef. Your thoughts? I love Wendy's. That makes me sad because a single with cheese, extra onion, no pickles, is fucking delicious. So if I can't get that, then I guess I've got to go to my more expensive alternative, uh, Five Guys. Hey, let, let me tell you this. So Wendy's, how is your mascot gonna be like a little adopted girl? That's basically what Wendy's mascot was. Was like the little adopted girl because didn't he adopt like Wendy or something like that? That his he name. Did. I mean, so what's the problem with that? 
they don't go with no fast food. I need something like, I need like a clown, a hamburger, a big chicken nugget, something like that to be the mascot. I don't need no like, you know, red haired, adopted little girl. See, that don't I, sound right. I feel like you discriminating. I am not accepting any Wendy slander on this podcast. So watch yourself. What if their mascot was like a big ass frosty with arms and legs and a spoon sticking out of the top of their head? Would y'all go for that? <laughs> it kind of it sounded kind of scary the way you described that. <laughs> well, it'd be a friendly ass frosty. It wouldn't be like a menacing frosty. Are you trying to, sir? We're not going to have this. So you're saying to make the vanilla frosty all nice and friendly? Oh my god! It's going to be menacing. Is that where it's at? Open the chocolate frosty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, next thing. Hey, y'all, guess what's making a comeback? Plexiglass. The plexiglass industry is about to get paid. People want to be in little cages and safe. Mm. The other side of sneezes and respiratory drops. Plexiglass is making a comeback. T Petty. I mean, I'm not surprised. I I worked in an industry where I needed a barrier between me and the unwashed masses. I would have been advocating for this a long ass time ago. So go ahead and make your money, y'all. But I do know I want to know how often are the people going to be cleaning that plexiglass? Because when I go in places and I see it, it be looking real grimy. So I don't know how much protection is really given. Mm, maybe they can spray some isopropyl alcohol on it and just wipe it down with a squeegee and then throw out the uh, rag once they're done with that. Uh, Adrice, we know that you live that life. I know <laughs> that you be out there in them streets, 3 o'clock in the morning, trying to get sodas and God knows what else. Plexiglass is making a comeback in America at gas stations and elsewhere. Go ahead. Hey, plexiglass is already in the hood. That's everywhere you go. Every gas station, every liquor store. Like, we, we already got that up. So America is just biting us what we're going to do. But I, I'm going to tell you what, though. Plexiglass is about to blow up. Because in every workspace where you have them open, kind of like work areas with desks pushed up beside each other, all of them going to get plexiglass. Believe me. Like, I, I saw a story where they are already starting to do it. Like, put up plexiglass everywhere. So it's, you're going to start seeing it more in all places. So I have heard about that. They're talking about, so y'all know my, uh, my employer, my office is like an open, it's an open workspace, which a is heinous anyway, but that's rant for another day. So they're talking about what, well, after things start opening up and people come back to the office about continuing to enforce social distancing and wearing masks and only having a certain, allowing a certain number of people in the office and like, how to keep the areas clean. And to all that, I say, if we got to think about it that hard, we don't need to be going back to work. I'm going to stay my black ass Facts. home. Facts. I'm going to get like a screen door at work, but it's going to be made of plexiglass. <laughs> and then I'm going to get a cube to put my desk inside of and all my furniture and computer going to be inside the cube. And you just going to have to talk to me through the dots. And I'm going to tape up my dots with duct tape so that nothing can get in overnight. And I just rip the uh, tape off uh, in the morning. But um, we'll see what happens as far as plexiglass uh, blowing up is concerned. Um, this bullshit ass weather, y'all, They how the, how the fuck did we have a polar? vortex in may t petty please explain we are in the sixth circle of hell and so it's on brand for parts of the country to be getting snow and being 30 degrees and other parts are like like it's gonna be 80 degrees here by the end of the week i'm just gonna stay at home just cancel outside for the rest of this fucking year 
period. Adris, the polar vortex. So all these planes are not running, all this exhaust, the air is real clean. Damn, do the cold air from Canada come all the way down to Florida now that these uh, plane exhausts is not stopping it? Hey, I'll tell you what, the earth is like, I'm out of fucks to give. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. It's just through. It's tired of our bullshit. We got warning after warning. So now it's just like, I'm just going to do whatever. It was snowing in upstate New York and sticking and snowing in the Midwest. What the actual fuck? Yeah, and the people in the Midwest, as y'all know, that's where I'm from. They are over it. <laughs> it's oh, like, it was disheartening as hell to get up and see snow at the beginning of May. That's absolutely crazy. All right, they out here saying that the cooling centers for the senior citizens when it get hot this summer, they're going to have to shut that down. People in a gymnasium or whatever the cooling center is at the senior center, <coughs> and then you take that times 50,000 people, and the fans is going, blowing the hot air, and somebody might get the Rona. T. Petty, they're getting rid of the cooling centers maybe this summer. Your thoughts? They're going to have to, but they're going to have to come up with a way to the people that utilize those cooling centers, like get them some window units or something. Obviously, nobody wants to leave the comfort of their home to go sit in the sterile-ass cooling center. They're doing it because they have to. So instead of running the cooling centers, they're going to have to come up with some funding from somewhere to get these people some Dyson hot and cools, which would be my preference, some window units. They got to do something because they can't let them cook to death because that'll be next. Mm-hmm. Adrice, I got a couple separate things for you. Uh, one, coffee and donuts at the workplace after the Rona is over. Mm-hmm. That shit is going to be out. What do you think about that? Yeah, you can't do coffee and donuts at the office no more because if even if you have like that coffee pot that everybody used to pour the coffee, you know, into your cup, you can't do that no more. You really can't even use the little pod machines because everybody putting their fingers on it and touching it. And so I don't even know how you get coffee at work. And God forbid the donut, the donut box where everybody reaching in, grabbing the donut, or you leave the donuts out over the counter and people talking all over the donuts. So you can't do that no more at the office. So I, I don't know what, you, what you're going to be able to do uh, about that. Well, you should have stopped doing that a long time ago. All that shit is nasty. Y'all know I don't do stuff like that. This is a perfect world for me because I'm not really about buying donuts for the whole fucking office anyway. So I get my one donut and bring my beverage in from the house in my cup with the straw and you just won't even see me. I'll be behind my plexiglass uh, office with my plexiglass screen door eating my shit and I just shrug my shoulders at you and watch you walk on by. They out here saying that they got social distancing snitches in major cities in America. They go to the parks and they look and see who got masks on and who don't. And they <sighs> drop down to the police and say, they out here without no masks on. You might want to come take a look at this. We know that snitches get stitches. Social distancing informants. T. Petty. So, these are the same people for whom it is unnatural for them to mind their own goddamn business. If you were at home, you wouldn't be seeing who was doing what. And also, who are we really going to be calling the police on anyway? It's just going to be the new stop and frisk. It will impact black and brown people more. You saw what happened in New York. In Brooklyn, the white people out sunbathing and diddy bopping their ass all over the place with no mask on, no social distancing. And what did the police do? Handing out masks and smiling at them. But in Harlem, what were they doing? Giving people summons and roughing them up. 
So mind your fucking business. That's what you need to do. Stay at home. Everybody just needs to stay the fuck at home. Address social distancing snitches. Once again, the pandemic is highlighting inequality. T. Petty is spot on, right? You got people calling saying like, hey, people aren't practicing social distancing. They now have masks on. But when they happen to be white, the police are just like, they give them a warning or they kind of give them a mask. They send them on their way. But if it's uh, a person of color, it usually results in some type of kind of altercation or violence. And so we're just seeing it play itself out on a different level. Um, here, it's just that inequality again. It keeps coming coming back up time and time again. Um, the same thing, like you said about the, the seniors, you know, a few seconds ago about, like, not having access to cooling centers. This is just um, a result of, like, the pandemic and how it just magnifies inequality. Unbelievable. All right, T. Petty, we want to say happy Mother's Day to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You know who is the the OG of mothers? I'm, besides you, yes. As my, I was going to say my mother, not me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Catherine Jackson, the mother of Michael Jackson and the Jackson clan. This woman was pregnant for the entire 1950s decade. I'm going to run this by y'all real quick. Rebe, born May 1950. Jackie, born, born May 1951. Uh, Tito, born October 1953. Jermaine, born December 1954. Latoya, born 1956. Marlon, born 1957. Michael, born 1958. Randy, born 1961. And Janet, Demita, Joe, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, born May 1966. I can't think of anything that I've done other than blink, breathe, Poop and piss for a decade. T. Petty, a woman pregnant for a whole decade? She is a better woman than I will ever fucking be. One pregnancy was enough. Joe would have had to go get his rocks off some fucking where else. Get the fuck away from me with your potent dick and sperm. Like, no, absolutely fucking not. So there would have been no Jackson 5s if I was Catherine because we would have stopped at one. Mm. Goodbye. Adrice, no internet, uh, no, like, you know, cable TV, nothing. This is what they did back in the day. Catherine Jackson, pretty much pregnant for an entire decade during the 50s. That is amazing for her to be able to do that. And I want to say you should blame that on just Joe. That's all Joe's fault right there. Of course it is. It is. That's crazy. For a decade, kids. He, He was trying to make a band. He's like, this is going to work out one way or the other. He, uh, he like, probably didn't care because he wasn't the one taking care of nor giving birth to those kids. The burden falls on who? The mothers, always. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so we talk about uh, Catherine Jackson, the uh, matriarch of the Jackson clan. Uh, some rest in pieces as far as this week goes. Um, uh, uh, I, I, Andre Harrell, uh, CEO of Uptown Entertainment, later went on to um, uh, be the chairman of Motown Records, but discovered uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs uh, passed away this week at the age of 59. Uh, Also, Little Richard, uh, Richard Perryman, passed away this uh, weekend, uh, the architect of rock rock and roll. And also, Miss Betty Wright, uh, famous for her song, The Cleanup Woman, Um, you know, No Pain, No Gain. And also, the inspiration. Betty Wright died. died I heard that. 
they announced that. Oh. And she was the inspiration for the song, the go-go song, the water dance made uh, famous by DJ Flex here in the DC area. So your thoughts on um, just those three music icons, but also just 2020 just being just a shit box. 2020 is some bullshit. Like Andre Harrell, people talk about him for like discovering Puffy or whatever, but he is the architect of New Jack Swing. Without him, there would not have been that whole yes, era that we yes. had in the 90s. That's fucking golden era. Like I am legit in mourning. And then Little Richard, we all know, architect, godfather, creator of rock and roll, never got his just due. May he rest in peace. And then Betty Wright. Like, God damn. And that all happened within, what? 72 hours? hours? Yeah. Like, get your foot off of our fucking neck, 2020. Damn, we get it. Okay. What do we have to do? Like, do we have to sacrifice somebody in a volcano? Because I got some uh, candidates for that. Unbelievable. Uh, Adrice, your thoughts on um, on, uh, uh, Mr. Harrell passing away, Little Richard, and also Betty Wright? Man, I'm I'm in shock with all of it, but you got me with with Betty Wright. I hadn't heard that, so like I'm like, whoa, that's it. Just like hit me right now. I'm thinking about all her songs, and you know, I was um, watching the um, the versus battle between Jill Scott and Erica Badu like wow. last night. They had you know probably over six hundred thousand people, probably more than that, some of the largest ones. And Swiss Beats called into it, or you you whatever text into it. And he's like, you know, Jill Scott, could you play this one song? Because I was talking to Andre Harrell, like, you know, last week. And he said he was waiting for the, the versus battle. And he was waiting for this song. And they played it for him. And, man, it was just like a heartfelt moment. And then, like, Lil Richard, man, he is just like, you know, you imagine, like, what he did. Like, the godfather, like, rock and roll and everything he brought to the world. Even though they stole it from him and tried not to give him credit for it. But, you know, eventually, like, you know, his, his true kind of talent kind of shone through and, and the world was able to recognize him for, for what he contributed. But, like, those are three great losses. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but Andre Harrell was an MC as well. One half of the duo of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. He was Dr. Jekyll. And um, if y'all uh, Google or, um, you know, on your uh, device, uh, hit him up and say, play genius rap. He was an MC. And, uh, you know, right there at uh, the start of uh, hip hop. So uh, very, very sad to see him. Um, look, y'all. I didn't know if I wanted to do this or not, but um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing out here as far as a public service is concerned with this podcast uh, without us saying this. Um, Ahmad Marquez Arbery, Brunswick, Georgia, uh, gunned down on February 23rd, Mm. 2020 in cold blood. Um, uh, He was jogging at the time and uh, killed by two assailants. A video surfaced this week showing uh, the murder in cold blood. And this at this date and time in America, the killers went 10 weeks unfucking apprehended, which is just disgusting to me on so many fronts. T. Petty, I'm going to take your thoughts on that first. Uh, so this is, um, once again, here we are. It's like Groundhog Day. Racism never takes a fucking break in this country. Everything is playing out exactly like we've seen it play out so many times before. Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, the list goes on and on. Um, The only reason that we are 
seen at least the bare fucking minimum of them being arrested is because that video came out. And that video only came out is because the dude that was taping it, his lawyer released it because he thought it exonerated them. Because they think that we don't have the right to do what everybody else can do. Run through a neighborhood, drive our cars, take our kids to school, mind our own fucking business. Something there. Stay in our own ground. Right. Staying in our own fucking houses. We're not even safe at home. So it's just it's disheartening. I don't know. Anger, rage, like all of that shit. And I am even more angry and more sad because I think I already know what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. So peace and blessings to to his family. I can't imagine the the hurt and the pain that they must be going through, like countless other families across this raggedy ass country and all the people this is happening to where we don't have video and it's not a nationwide story, but we know that it's happening. I just, I don't even know what to say or do at this point. Adrice, the sad passing uh, that came to light this week of Ahmad Marquez Arbery, your thoughts? Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could say anything that like, you know, our other like, you know, friends or people that we know or family or loved ones haven't said, but I, I did notice this though. It's like for us, this is like a national tragedy, right? For, and by us, I mean black people. Like, right, like we, we talk about it as something that is like dominates our kind of conversation, our thoughts, you know, our concerns, and we feel it and we feel it deeply, but it it doesn't hit the same way um, in white America. Like, you know, people are still talking about the pandemic, but they don't talk about this in, in the same way. And for me, like, that's disturbing, right? That you can kind of be in conversation, like we can talk about this and feel this, but when we're in conversation um, with, um, with white people, it just doesn't resonate or even rise to the, to the top of the conversation or, or they feel it the same way. So that's, I think, part of the problem, right? is that, you know, everyone needs to feel this. This needs to be a national tragedy, not just like a black, you know, community tragedy. Absolutely. I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to get off my soapbox. So the deal is if you are a law enforcement professional or call yourself a law enforcement professional, you are called and dispatched to the scene. You come up and you see a human being dead and you see two people in a truck with guns nearby, it doesn't fucking take Columbo or any other fucking cop to figure out that something has gone there. And for the two assailants to be free for 10 weeks after murdering a human being, and again, only arrested after the videotape came to light is a sad, sad introspection as far as America is concerned. Uh, Our thoughts uh, are with him and his family. Kudos to the folks that have uh, went out and did the running, the 2.23 miles to honor his life. But we just have to do better. And um, I don't even, you know, we, we come here and try and, you know, bust jokes and make light of the news. But there's nothing funny about this. But we, you know, would be remiss if we did not mention this. Well, um, I have one other thing on this. Yes, ma'am. We're talking about how it should affect white people. So this is a question that we need to put to our white friends, the few that we have. What are you doing to ensure the kids that you're raising are not going to murder the one that I raised? And if you can't answer that, mm. Mm. then we ain't cool. Yeah, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. All right, y'all, y'all want to get out on a funny note again? 
Yes, let's. All right, let's close up. Uh, y'all want me to play the Murder Hornets uh, wave file one more time? <laughs> yes. Uh, no. I, I do. From, I from do the, not. From the Entomology Society of America, uh, you've been uh, outvoted two to one, T. Petty. Again, right, we're going to play the audio of the Murder Hornets from the Entomology Society of America. You ready, Drees? <laughs> yes. Right, here, we go. here we go. This is what the Murder Hornet sounds like. Bzzz. Holla, it's murder. <laughs> Damn. That yeah. is crazy. Producer E, you need to remix that one. That's, that, that's viral right there. You, you need to remix not. that, Producer I E. I should not be able to be outvoted on Mother's Day. Y'all are <laughs> Murder hornets pollinate Mother's Day flowers. And there it is. You've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for sitting in with us. We really appreciate it. Remember, we're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo. On Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. And you can always email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Have a great week. We're going to be back with more funny shit um, in future episodes. So remember to subscribe. You'll get the latest episode the minute it drops. Again, rate us five stars like uh, Uber. And then uh, write a review. And tell a friend, too, to subscribe, rate, and review. Y'all at home, for the most part, y'all mostly ain't doing shit. So y'all could do us that solid and subscribe. Rate and review. Subscribe, rate and review. T Petty, Drees, y'all good? Good. I'm good. No. We'll catch y'all next time. Be All safe. Right, y'all. Take it easy. See y'all next time. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye.